news will keep you and bless you in jesus name this is the day that the lord the lord has made and we shall be glad and rejoice in today today is a good day and it will be a good day for you in jesus name all right turn your bible with me we're going to read two scriptures the book of ephesians chapter 4 ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 and 23 then we will take philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 i'll be speaking briefly on the topic fresh start fresh start fresh start all right let's take ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 to 23 that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind hallelujah now philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 philippians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14 says brethren i count not myself to have apprehended this is paul the apostle speaking here but this one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forth unto those things which are before I therefore press towards the mark of the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless his word in our ears, in our hearts, in the name of Jesus. Amen. A fresh start. Um, the journey of a believer or a Christian, so to say, is such an interesting one. It's so interesting because so sometimes God will exceed your expectation and then you come out to the altar to share the testimony and sometimes you don't want to share the testimony and sometimes you know God will do something that you do not expect and sometimes even God will show up in an unusual manner to you and your family so sometimes it's an interesting one it's, it's a journey that we will never regret going into praise god i don't know about you ever since i gave my life to jesus i've never in a day regretted giving my life to jesus it's been getting better and better every day praise the lord but i want to tell you that jesus never promised us that it's going to be a smooth one as interesting as the journey will be it's never going to be a smooth race and that is why John, John 16, 33, Jesus said something. He said, we should cheer up. He said, we will face tribulation. And when you, if you check the dictionary, the meaning of tribulation, tribulation means something that is, you don't expect, a tragedy, a disaster. But he said, we should fear not, that it will be with us, it will keep us, even during that tribulations and tragedy. But I want to encourage you this morning, that the Lord we serve is a God that is faithful. He will never leave you, not forsake you in Jesus' name. But the question is this. How do we continue this journey when Jesus said it's not going to be a smooth one? How do we remain committed as a Christian? How are we going to be steadfast when we are confronted with issues and mountains and challenges and adversaries and opposition, even as a believer, as a Christian? I've had so many Christians come to me as a pastor and say, I want to throw in the towel. I'm tired. And I will ask them, for how long have you been born again? When they tell me their experience of their journey, 
Then they marveled me and I said, do you ever read the Bible? Read through the Bible. Those men and women of faith, they went through odds and adversity. But they came out better. But then the assurance we have in Christ is that. He promised us, he said, Lo, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is our assurance as a Christian. So we need to understand that even when the enemy throws a dart and arrow against our faith, we must remain committed and steadfast. We should not focus on the adversary. We should not focus on our mountain. We should not focus on our troubles and problems. Because when you focus so much on them, you get discouraged. And that is why in Hebrews chapter 12, <coughs> verse 1 to 2, the Bible says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So I need to let you know that maybe you are going through some issues and some adversity and adversity or challenges. Or maybe, you know, you have been confronted with a mountain, you have prayed so long and yet the mountain is not moving. Maybe God wants you to reset your life like a computer, to defrag your life and give your, yourself a fresh start. Even as a born-again child of God, there are times you just have to pause, sit down, meditate on your life, meditate on the next plan. So maybe you and I need a fresh, fresh start like a computer. Now, let me use a story of a man quickly. There was a story of a man in Luke chapter 19, and I'm going to read that so that we will use that as our base point for this sermon. Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10, and I will read from the altar. Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was a publican. The publicans in those days are sinners. But they are called publicans. Because what they do is they are tax collectors. They levy you. They take your goods and money. In fact, they take more than what you are meant to pay. So it's like the enforcement officer in those days. So they are publicans. But in another translation, they will call them sinners. The Pharisees and the Sadducees refer to them as sinners. All right? So that was the profession of this man. And he was rich. He was a rich man. In verse 3, he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. Now, the, the press there is not talking about the media. He's talking about the multitude, the crowd around him. Praise the Lord. Because he was little man of a little stature. So, talking about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was a man of a short stature, of a short frame. Now, you can actually define Zacchaeus as a dwarf in those days. He was very short. You know, when you are short that you can be lost in the crowd. That is the, 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 the stature of Zacchaeus. In verse 4, he ran before and he had to climb up into a tree. Now, you could see that he was very short. Because if you are of an average height like me, even in the midst of pride, you can still tiptoe and stretch your neck, isn't it? But this man was so very short that he had to run to the tree to see what is going on in the environment. In verse 5, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, 
Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, Those are the Pharisees and the Sadducees, that he was going to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man, now he was trying to confess his sin before Jesus. Jesus never had to ask him any story, did he? But you see, when you come in contact with somebody that is righteous and holy, you will discover that there is an impulse in you that wants to tell that individual everything about your life. Jesus did not ask me a story and said, did you do this? He said, no, I used to do this, but I now remember, I remember I've given it back. I give to the poor. Now, look at what Jesus said. He said, if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, this day, Zacchaeus, is salvation come to his, this house. For as much as he is also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus got is a new start, a fresh start, a sinner, a publican, a neglected individual, even though he was rich, but he got a new and a fresh start. Now, some of the lesson we need to learn about Zacchaeus is that even though he was rich and he was a businessman, but Zacchaeus could not find satisfaction and fulfillment in his career. Because the Bible tells us that he, he determined to know what was going on. He abandoned his business. He abandoned his career and his family. And then they told him that Jesus was passing by. And he did not only determine, he climbed the tree. So he must have applied a bit of an effort. So he was not finding fulfillment in his business, in his career, in his wealth. He needed more. There is a vacuum created in Zacchaeus. He had to pursue Jesus. Let me tell you this, brethren. Please don't let anything at all be a barrier between you and Jesus. Not even your career. Not even your, your, your riches. Not even anything of your family. Don't let them be a barrier to your Jesus. The book of Proverbs chapter 8 verse 17 and Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. The book of Proverbs 8, 17. The Bible says in Proverbs 8, it says, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall do what? Find me. There is need for us now to begin to seek after Jesus. There is need for us to begin to test after Jesus, after the things of the kingdom. If we did not learn any lesson about the COVID-19, learn this, brethren, that in a twinkle of an eye, the whole world can be shut down. We never ever imagined in our lifetime that this can happen because we are too busy. Families, money, wealth, career, and everything. Now, before the COVID, if they ask you to come for an appointment, or the pastor invites you, or there's a program, you tell them, no, I'm busy, I'm busy. But now the COVID came. It doesn't matter if you are busy. 
It doesn't matter if you are not busy. We were all equal. That is one lesson we should learn. And that's a lesson for Christians that we must test after God now. If for anything at all, this is the season for we children of God to follow after Jesus. Passionately. Passionately. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. The book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Beloved brothers and sisters, Jesus is ever ready anytime, any day, 24 hours by 7, standing at the door, waiting to embrace you, waiting to welcome you. You know the problem? We are too busy. We are too far from him. But Zacchaeus, despite his wealth and riches, he could not find fulfillment. Let me tell you this. There is a level you get to in life that the money you have acquired will not bring satisfaction. You just sit down and ask yourself, is this all? Is this everything? But guess what? Before you arrive there, you used to pursue after money. Isn't it? That is exactly the story of Zacchaeus. Money means nothing to him. Wealth, position means nothing. Something was missing in, inside of him. And let me just tell you this, as you are seated, brethren, there is something in you that God has deposited in you. It's a treasure. You may not value it, but people out there, people who are wealthy, people who are rich, they are looking, they are searching for that treasure. But you don't value that treasure. And what is that treasure? It is the spirit of God in you. The spirit of God in you is not common. The spirit of God in you is not for everybody. It's for those who are born again. Let me tell you, you can never find peace in money. You cannot find fulfillment in wealth and position and influence. The only place we can find fulfillment and peace is in Christ. Remember, he is the prince of peace. So Zacchaeus was hunting for peace, was looking for fulfillment, and he has to walk and find uh, Jesus. So learn a lesson from Zacchaeus to follow after the master. The second lesson we need to learn about Zacchaeus was that he was determined to know and hear Jesus. He did not request for an appointment. He was looking for an opportunity because he was of a, a man of a small stature. We could call it a disabled man. If Zacchaeus were in the United Kingdom, he would be entitled to disability allowance. Yes, in this country. If you are not normal, normal height, everything is abnormal, you are entitled to a disability allowance in this country. All right? But guess what? The Bible recalls in verse 3 and 4 that despite his disability, he ran to the tree. So his disability did not disturb him, did not hinder him from seeking after Jesus. As we are seated, the question is this. What is that thing, that disability that you think that will not allow you, that will be a barrier between you and Jesus? For many of us, our disability is that sometimes we looked and I, ah, I don't have offering to give. I have to stay. I don't have offering to give in the church. That may be your own disability. For some people, they will tell you, I don't have a car. 
and I don't know how I will get to church. I don't even have money for taxi and cab. That may be their disability. And for some people, their own disability is that um, time. Time. I can save that for later. Uh, I'll postpone church. In two weeks' time, I will be in church. That may be their disability. But this man, Zacchaeus, rich, wealthy, small in stature, disabled, but yet he didn't stop at his disability. He used his disability as an ability to reach out to Jesus. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 35, what can stop us from the love of Christ? Is it money? Is it wealth? Is it disaster? The Bible says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I ask you a question. What can stop you? Don't allow your disability to stop you. Don't allow friends to stop you. Don't even allow the stories you hear from families to stop you. Guess what? I made up my mind. Because at the end of the day, after all said and done, after everything else has ended, by the time you are old and everything, you alone will stand with God on the judgment day. Always have that. And at that moment, there will be nobody, no husband, no wife, no children, no friends, no family. So if you listen to them now, they might be a storming block. Please don't allow any disability or anything whatsoever to hinder you from seeking after Jesus. In verse 4, the third lesson is Zacchaeus made an effort, not excuse to climb the tree. His passion, his zeal, effort was just to catch a glimpse of God's glory. He was so desperate because Jesus might not come to that city again. So it's an opportunity for Zacchaeus. Many are not seeking or running after Jesus. They expect God to pay them a visit. Many of us, with all our pedigrees and our qualifications and our titles and our influence, we still feel that God should be the one waiting on us. But it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> you know, the Bible says in Psalm 24 verse 1, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. In the book of Joel chapter 2, it says, silver and gold belongs to me. <laughs> God told the children of Israel, he said, don't be too full of yourself. And don't think that it is your power and your strength that gives you all these riches. And you forget me, your God, that brought you out of Egypt. Let me just send a note of warning to many of us today. Don't get to a position, to a level, where God will be secondary in your life. Where you will abandon God for the sake of your business. Don't ever make that mistake. Where you abandon God for the sake of your family. Don't make that mistake. Make God your priority. Make God your number one. Make God the first. Hallelujah. In the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 13. 1 Corinthians 16 13 and 2 Corinthians 15 5. The Bible says, watch ye, stand fast in faith. Quit ye like men and be what? Be strong. In 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7, the Bible is talking about Zacchaeus here. 
He was talking about Zacchaeus who made an effort, who did not listen to excuse to climb the tree. You look at the passion, the zeal of Zacchaeus. He threw everything he had at the feet of Jesus. He brought his life, he brought his disability, he brought his understanding, everything about him, he brought it to Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 7. The Bible talks about this man. He's a very reasonable man. And you know, one thing you need to learn about Zacchaeus is that, do you know that there are friends and family that were watching him? It would have been so easy for Zacchaeus to be discouraged by his position and influence. You know, some of us, we are not really sure of this salvation. We are not convinced. We are still ashamed to preach Jesus. We are still ashamed to carry our Bible in the midst of our friends. We are still ashamed to talk to Jesus in their place of work. We are still ashamed to let people know that we belong to the households of faith. For how long are you going to be ashamed? So you want to serve God when it's well. You want to serve God when you need miracles, you need signs and wonders. You need to understand that the God we serve is not human, is not man. He knows the end from the beginning. He is the Alpha and the Omega. So let me challenge you today. Please serve God in all season. When it is well, serve Him. When it is on the other side, serve Him. Because the God you serve is not an author of confusion. Hallelujah. Let me close by saying this finally. How do I get back my fire and my zeal? I want a fresh start like Zacchaeus. Number one, love God. Love God. Love God. The love of God must be primary in all we do as believers. The question is this, do you, do I genuinely love God? Or are you serving God because of your needs, your cars, the houses, the families, the children, positions and protection? Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 says, Thou shalt love the God thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind. <laughs> Listen to this. So deep. God is telling you to love him more than your wife and your spouse and your husband. That's why God said, I am a jealous God. If anything is replacing the position of God in your heart, that is not a genuine love to God. If your business or if anything at all or your career is taking the position and the place of God in your heart, watch it. That is not a genuine love. Passionate love. Love without restriction. Love without any limitation. You have to love God. To get back the fire for a fresh start, you must love God genuinely. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. If you love God truly, obedience, service, and giving to God will not be a struggle. The Bible says, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is what? He shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Number two, how do I get my zeal and my fire back for a fresh start? After you love God, you have to know God and you have to seek after him. We have many believers today 
but few seekers of the kingdom. Many believers, but only few seekers of the kingdom. How much of God do you know? The knowledge of God. How deep are you in his word? How often do you study, pray, and fellowship with God? Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and its what is righteousness, and every other thing shall be what? Added unto you. We are seekers of pleasure and comfort. We are seekers of material substance, which are perishable. Please change your mindset to determine to love, to seek, to thirst after righteousness. Paul said in the book of Philippians 3.10, Paul the apostle, he knew everything, he went through everything, he was Saul before he became Paul. But having said that, look at what he said. He said that I may know him. One would have thought Paul knew Jesus more than anybody else. But he said, no, you don't understand. The more I stand before Jesus, the more I study about his word, the more I read about him, the more I discover that I don't know more of him. So for you and I to have a fresh start, we need to desire, let it be intentional, to know God, to read God, the word of God. Read, deep, be, be, study the word. Study the word. Study the word. So know God and seek after him. Finally, how do I get my fire back and my zeal back for a fresh start? Number one, you love God. Number two, you seek after God. When you seek after him, you do his will. Nothing is as complete as doing the will of God. What is the will of God? The word of God. Following the word of truth. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. John 8, 32. When you love, seek after God, then do his will. Obey God and practice what you study daily. What you study daily. James chapter 1, verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. Always remind yourself that you must improve spiritually. The Bible says, But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. You know, many Christians today are deceiving themselves. Deceiving themselves. The Bible tells us to be the doer of the word. The Bible says don't do this. And that is what exactly the Christians will do. The opposite of the will of God is what we find ourselves doing. You know, Paul said in the book of Philippians, the things that I want to do. I find myself not doing them. The things that I hate to do are the things I'm doing. <laughs> Finally, congratulations. Say, oh, this wretched man, it is not me. It is the flesh in me, the sin in me. So if you want to do the will of God, please be submissive to the spirit of God. You cannot do the will of God in flesh. You cannot satisfy God in flesh. That is why the Bible says for those that will worship God, we worship God in truth and in what? In spirit. You can't, you see, the flesh does not, if we declare a fast today, you'll be amazed. Some people will complain. They are not the one complaining. It is the flesh. The flesh will never agree to do the will of God. So do the will of God. Romans 2.13, as we pray, Romans 2.13, about doing the will of God. First, you love God. Number two, you seek after God. And finally, you do the will of God. Romans chapter 2. Verse 13. 
The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, not, not the hearers of the law are just before God, but what? The doers of the law shall be justified. That is a song we used to sing in Far My Church Dead, where I became born again. It says, let others see Jesus in you. Let others see Jesus in you. Keep telling the story. Be faithful and true. Let others see Jesus in you. Do you know? People don't have time to read the word of God again. People don't even have time to listen to sermon. The sermon and the word of God, the listen and the watch, is your lifestyle. So if your lifestyle is not an example of Jesus, if your lifestyle is not an example of the master, please check it. You need to do something about it. Stand up on your feet. Fresh start. Zacchaeus confessed and acknowledged his unrighteousness. He sinned before his master. In verse 9, the Bible says Jesus pardoned him and he welcomed Zacchaeus for a fresh start. You and I need a fresh start. You are going to receive a fresh start now. Talk to God, Lord, I need a fresh start. Anywhere that I've hurt, that I've, that I've sinned, any areas that I need correction, I've had your word, Father, give me a fresh start. Give me a fresh start, oh God, give me a fresh start. I confess my sins, my carelessness. I confess my lack of not fellowshipping with you, not serving you, not seeking after you. So, Lord, give me a fresh start. My Father, give me a fresh start. Oh, Lord, give me a fresh start in the name of Jesus. Father, please give me a fresh start. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Look chapter 9 verse 62 and jesus said unto you no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of god please don't look back there is nothing good behind look unto jesus keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling of jesus for that fresh start and it's my prayer that that same God, that same Jesus that gave Zacchaeus a fresh start will give you a fresh start. Amen. You will receive a new life, Amen. a new knowledge, Amen. a new revelation Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen.